0: Good morning, everybody. It is Manchester is burning for the 28th of January 2021. This is your instant, not so instant match reaction to Manchester United 1, Sheffield United 2. United had a chance to jump back on top of the table in the Premier League and they ultimately failed. They failed against the worst team in the league's history per the number of games they played so far in Sheffield United. But I told you all, I told you all out there, I told you after the emotional high, the mental high, the physical high of the Manchester players, the Manchester United coaches, the United fans, the fanatics, the altruistic fan mob, Football fans of United, y'all were up in a up in highland after beating Liverpool in the FA Cup last weekend. I told you also that you that with the game coming up this weekend against the Gunners that this would be a trap. But Admar, Admar, I see you again, Admiral Akbar, It's a trap game. It's a trap, and it was the United team, the players. There was no one on that team that did a good job today. Not, to, I mean, not today, but yesterday. Nobody, no United player did a good job at all. Nobody. Physically, they were there. Mentally, they were not there. The mentality that it takes to win this trap game that they played last night against the Blades was not there. They were horrible performances, individual performances, team performances, and even coaching performance, all not good enough. Not good enough for a team that is going to compete for a title. Not good enough to take the belt away from the pool. Not good enough. No one on that pitch wearing a red shirt was good enough to even beat the worst team in the league let alone compete for championships. The mentality wasn't there. The energy wasn't there and so forth. And so United lose a game that probably everybody circled and said, "Mm, that's three points. That's a W. But lackluster mentality, a bottle it mentality, which we've heard from them over and over again for years. I hear people saying we don't, that they don't trust this team, and frankly, I wouldn't. If I were a Red Devil fan, I wouldn't trust this team either because when it counts, when they need to win, when they need to get the result, when the chips are down, they don't do it. How many semifinals have they gone to and bottled it? A game they should have won. The team that that was put out there had way more talent, way more ability, but they didn't have the mentality. They did not. But you know what, y'all? The fact that United bottled it, they lost the game two to one. Horrible defensive play. Individual performances nowhere near the par. Players are now on, probably on the short list out. Their 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 United career is probably gone over. But that's not the biggest story of this match. With well, the biggest story of this match was what happened afterwards. And I'm going to the show is not going to be about three points about the match. It's just nothing, I'm not going to talk about the match actually. I'm not going to talk about the xg of the match. I'm not going to talk about ch- missed chances. I'm not going to talk about poor defensive play. I'm not going to talk about man of the match. I'm not going to talk about how o- cousin Ali did this or did that because that's not really the big story. Because now there's a bigger story. There's a bigger story in this match. A painful story, a vile story, a disgusting story, but a story that no one should be surprised about hearing. So what it comes down to is two players, both black players. And I don't like using that term necessarily, but they're black players. They were racially abused, horribly, disgustingly, vile, horrifically, racially abused by so-called supporters of Manchester United on their Instagram right after the match. I'm going to let that sink in. Now, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, the two players involved, Axel Tunzebi played center back. Anthony Martial played up front, okay? Both individual players had a miserable game, both of them. Matter of fact, Tunzebi and Martial have had pretty much, for the exception of maybe one game for each of them, have had pretty rough, bad seasons individually. But that isn't the story. The story is that a line, a red line, was crossed. And I guarantee you, this is not the first time it's happened to these players. And this is not, I would, not first time. And I imagine this happens sadly, very sadly, all the time. Racial abuse by so called supporters, so called fans on. Social media. The whole podcast today is going to be about that. It's going to be about where does this come from? Where does this come from? And what is a way to stop it? Because it's disgusting. It's vile. It's a violation of individual rights of these players. and sh- and i speak for for most everybody out there i'm assuming i hope and i'm speaking for everyone out there this is the darkness i'm talking about i talk about not letting the darkness hug you this is the darkness i'm speaking of racial abuse the abuse of individual mind body and spirit it has no place in a rational independent, individual society that respects the rights of every individual. The right of their mind, the right of their body, the right of their spirit. However, as I will discuss further, this type of abuse stems from radical altruism Radical collectivism that leads to extremist tribalism and racism. That's what it leads to. It's all connected. And the only way to stop it is to focus on the ethos, the philosophy, and the culture for where it came from. I'll get to that after this break. Welcome back, everybody. Manchester's Burning, 28 January 2021. Your instant, not-so-instant reaction to Manchester United being beaten at home at Old Trafford by the Blades 2-1. As I said in the open, I will not be discussing the match because that is not the biggest story. The biggest story is the racial abuse that was suffered by Anthony Martial and Axel Twenzaby after the match by so-called Manchester United supporters and fans in a vile display, a disgusting, horrific display of radical, radical altruism and collectivism that creates extremist tribalism and also racism. That's the big story and the ethos and the culture and the philosophy that supports it that breeds it that teaches it now those of you i saw on people's timelines they're saying yes in 2021 why is this happening how could this happen in this what's what is in the world in 2021 that we get players and other people get racially abused And I have to say to y'all that have that thinking that 2021, it shouldn't happen. Well, it shouldn't happen, period, regardless of what year it is. But my point is, is that thinking that somehow that since years have gone by, since the hooliganism of the 70s and 80s and the craziness that's happened all over the place and the wars and the fights and the struggles and everything else, that somehow in 2021, it should be gone. But it's not. You know why? Because the ethos, the culture, and the philosophy that keeps it going, that created it in the first place, still lives. Have you not paid attention is my question. Have you not paid attention to African Americans being killed on the streets by white cops? Have you not paid attention to what happened at the U.S. Capitol? Have you not paid attention... That the most racist, collectivist, tribalistic president ever, the worst president in the United States ever in its history because of his intense collectivism, tribalism, and racism got elected president in the first place. Have you not watched? Have you not paid any attention? I'm sorry to tell you, the ethos, the philosophy, and the culture still exist and has existed for hundreds of years, and it's still there. And yes, there's progress. Oh, yes, definitely. You can't say there's been no progress. There has most definitely progress. But the culture and the ethics and the philosophy that leads to collectivism and tribalism and racism and totalitarianism and every extremism is still there. It's still present and it's still being handed down. It's still alive. Last night, I was trying to go to bed and I went back on my Twitter timeline and I saw pictures uh, from a not a follower of mine, but I saw pictures that were posted by someone on Twitter of what was reportedly Axel Twin Zabies' Instagram account. It didn't show his name, so but I saw racist abuse in emojis and words, death threats, foul language, vile, vile, disgusting, nauseating stuff all over his timeline on these pictures. So I went, but I wanted to be objective. I wanted to see for myself. I had to, because I wasn't going to throw out there into the world, something that was, I didn't see myself, you know, objectively. So I went to Axel Twin AB's Instagram comments in his last post, thousands, 2,000 plus comments. And I scrolled through it and I saw after the match, there they were. The racial abuse, the disgusting vileness of the racial abuse, the violation of Axel's person in words, threats is nauseating. But yeah, they were there. And I saw scattered in the mix other fans that were um, that were um, supporting him and saying, don't listen to the haters. Don't listen to these people. They're vile. Yeah, you're right. They are. But it was disgusting that they were even there in the first place. It was so nauseating to even look at. Then I find out later that it's not just him. It was Ant- Anthony Martial. Both Axel and Anthony Martial are both... Black players play for Manchester United. Now, that's the altruistic. Now, the people that do this type of stuff, the people that do this racial abuse stuff, this is part of the altruistic, radical altruistic football fan mob. And they're actually fanatics. See, the mob, the, a, a radically altruistic collectivist mob... Are filled with individuals who have given up all individual thought, all individual feeling, all individual spirit, all individual productivity and resources, and they have subjugated themselves, they've abdicated their minds, they've destroyed their own minds in favor of the quote group for the common good, quote unquote. Now, in this case, the group is the is the football club. But it could be the state, it could be a cult. It could be anything, any group. It could be the tribe. It could be the race, whatever. But they have subjugated individual thought. They've subjugated reason. They've subjugated and destroyed objectivity. They have taken their own individual selves and they've given it over to the mob. They've given it over to the group. And in this case, as I said, it's a football club. It's in this case, and I'm talking about Manchester United football club. And they are the radical altruistics are also collectivistic. They have subjugated the individual self, the individual mind, the individual productivity, the individual resource, all of that. They've subjugated themselves, their own selves, to the club. They are fanatics. But what happens is what happens is is that of a member of that club, that group, fails the group. In some way or in some perceived way. They fail the group. They disappoint the group. Then the mob. The altruistic football fanatic mob. Turn on that player. They turn on that coach. And because they are collectivist. There's a slippery slope. Down. Towards racism. So you go from altruistic fan mob, fanatic mob, very thin line to get to collectivistic mobs, basically one and the same. And then it's not long, you get to racism. It's an easy jump. If you're collectivistic, then it's the group above the individual. And my group is where the extreme tribalism comes in. My group, my race my person, my gender, my whatever is better than yours for completely irrational, irrelevant reasons. But that's how the collectivistic mob thinks. But you disappoint within the radical, altruistic mob turns racist, abusive, destructive, self-destructive because there's no individual thought there's no individual mind. There's no individual objectivity. So they turn. And that's what happened. Let me tell you something more, more specific about racism in this case. Let me put the two and two together between racism and collectivism. Altruism leads to collectivism. Collectivism leads to racism. Okay, that's how it rolls. The Russian-American philosopher Ayn Rand said this, quote, Racism is the lowest, most crudely primitive form of collectivism. It is the notion of ascribing moral, social, or political significance to a man's genetic lineage. The notion that a man's intellectual and characterological traits are produced and transmitted by his internal body chemistry. Which means, in practice, that a man is to be judged not by his own character and actions, but by the characters and actions of a collective of ancestors. Racism claims that the content of of a man's mind, not his cognitive apparatus, but its content is inherited. That a man's convictions, values and character are determined before he is born by physical factors beyond his control. This is the caveman's version of the doctrine of innate ideas or of inherited knowledge, which has been thoroughly refuted by philosophy and science. Racism is a doctrine of, by, and for brutes. It is a barnyard or stock farm version of collectivism, appropriate to a mentality that differentiates between various breeds of animals but not between animals and men. Like every form of determinism, racism invalidates the specific attribute which distinguishes man from all other living species, his rational faculty. Racism negates two aspects of man's life, reason and choice, or mind and morality, replacing them with predestination. End quote. Here's the point. Axel Twenzebi and Anthony Martial had horrible matches as individual players. The team itself had a horrible match too. But that individual performance has nothing to do with irrelevant factors. It has nothing to do with race. Race has nothing to do with it. But these radical, altruistic, turned collectivist, turned racist mob use race and racism as a tool to attack players on a club they allegedly support. But see, because they're radical, altruist, turned collectivist, turned racist, They're going to use, they've given their individual minds, their individual spirit, their individual souls away to the mob. And the mob, in this case, attacks its own using race as a factor rather than individual character, individual performance on an objective basis. I will tell you, as I said, Axel and Antony Martial had bad matches. Objectively and subjectively, using my rational mind, they had bad matches. But the reason why they had bad matches has nothing to do with irrelevant factors. And one of them is their race. It has nothing to do with it. But the mob, they want to use race because they're racist and collectivist and altruistic. And that is the ethos, that is the philosophy, that is the culture that still exists. The idea and philosophy and ethos of collectivism coming from radical altruism The subjugation of the individual mind, the individual self, the individual spirit, the individual resource, the individual productivity, the complete subjugation of the self, the individual to the group. And that turns into this group takes away from this group just because this group exists and no other reasons. And that this group is better than this group for irrelevant reasons. And then the battle lines are drawn. And that's what happens. The football fanatic, and they are fanatics. These are fanatics. They are radical fanatics of the football club. In this case, Manchester United, they're fanatics. They're not supporters. They're not fans. They are fanatics. They have lost all sense of rationale, all sense of reason, all sense of activity. They are total collectivists. They're altruistic, and they're racist. And they're vile. And they are parasitic and disgusting and nauseating. But they exist because the ethos, the culture, the philosophy of collectivism, the ethos, the philosophy, and the culture of radical altruism still exist. It still pervades. It still is a massive part of current society. And football is no escape from that culture, no escape from that society, obviously. Case in point is with the radical I'm sorry, not radical, racial abuse of two players. Disgusting, vile, parasitic. Collectivists are parasitic in nature. They are parasites of producers. They are parasites of the individual soul. They are parasites of the individual mind. And fanatical football fans fall into that parasitic radical altruistic collectivist mindset and it is passed down why is it passed down because the ethics and philosophy and the culture of it still exist. it is passed down from generation to generation to generation to generation it is supported you do not learn to be a racist in my opinion you do not learn you don't come out of the womb and you're automatically a collectivist you don't come out of the womb and you're a radical altruistic football fan You don't come out of the womb that way. You learn it. Why? Because it is supported and taught. The ethics of it, the philosophy of it, the culture is taught. It's passed down. Family to family, person to person, generation to generation. So what needs to happen next? What needs to happen next? The philosophy and culture and ethos of radical altruism needs to be eliminated. It is radical altruism that leads to collectivism. And as I mentioned, racism is the most primitive form of collectivism. It is vile and disgusting and parasitic. It is nauseating. That ethos and culture needs to be eliminated. How do you eliminate it? You disavow it. You go back to the enlightenment. You go back to what the enlightenment gave. The the enlightenment gave us a path away from the darkness. It gave us a path away from collectivism and tribalism. It gave us a path away from racism. It gave us a path away from totalitarianism and a path away from monarchy. It gave us the idea of individual mind, individual thought. Individual productivity, individual judgment, individual ideas, science, reason, rationality, objectivity. It gave us that. It also gave us capitalism. Where, the, where free trade based on individual minds an individual trade value for value. ...was established. But it did not eradicate completely the collectivist. It got mixed. A perfect form of capitalism and individualism has never been created. But the United States of America came closest to it. But you see... see, ...that dream hasn't been established. The dream, the experiment... ...of true... ...the true respect the true ethos and accepting it and becoming truly bringing it forth, the acceptance of the individual mind, the acceptance of individual productivity, the acceptance of individual rights in a fullness for every individual, regardless of group or club or race or gender orientation, that true embracing of individual Self and productivity, the mind, the embracement of facts. That's how you stop the radical altruism and collectivism and racism and deltarianism and extremism. And it trickles down to the football fan. But in this case, it's the football fanatics who are tribalistic, racist, collectivistic, altruistic, they've given up all of themselves to the club. And when the club disappoints, they attack because they got no individual soul, no individual thinking. They have no reason, no objectivity, none left because they've given it all up. It is the full embracement, 100% of individual rights, individual reason, individual choice, individual judgment. Because when you respect individuals and you base your judgment on their character, on their behavior, on whatever, and on relevant factors like character, behavior, etc., and productivity, then you have an idea. Then you start eradicating the culture and ethos of collectivism, altruism. You disavow those. Manchester United Football Club have a huge responsibility here. Yeah, I said it. They have a responsibility. Why? Because they are the biggest financial club in England and one of the three or four most financially powerful football clubs in the world. They must not only take a stand against racism like they have, at least in social media, but in practice. They must practice what they preach. They must practice the embracement of individual achievement, individual thinking, individual judgment and productivity. They must embrace it within their own organization. They must embrace it within the club. They must embrace it on the teams. They must embrace it all over. Basing judgment and decision-making and resource allocation on individual achievements rather than by groups. They can send a powerful message with how they allocate their own resources and promoting the respect of individual rights, the individual rights of a person's mind, body, spirit. That is their task. I do not believe the Glazers, who are looters and parasites themselves, who support Donald Trump, by the way, who did and probably still do, I don't think they have it in them. I don't think they do. But the club would make a huge difference if they stood up and did more than these sort of contrived pat con. Condescending messages on social media and so forth. They need to take further action internally and show it externally. A full respect of individual performance, a full respect of individual thinking, a full respect of reason, of rationality, of facts, and a disavowment, a total disconnection, divorce, cutting off of tribalism, collectivism, altruism, within their own ranks, within their own fan base, and so forth. That is their, I think, task at this point. That's what every club should do. But United, particularly because of their visibility, can send a strong message, not by sending messages, but in true practice within the community, the city, and the country. They can send the message. But the glazes, I don't know if they have it in. I don't think they do. Let's go back to football fans. I don't want to destroy I'm not destroying all football fans by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not. But what I'm saying is there's three tiers groups, I guess. The supporter, the fan, and the fanatic. It's the fanatic, and they're a minority. It's the fanatic who have totally subjugated themselves. They have totally eliminated their own individual self, their own individual mind, and everything to the football club that they uh, now have given full total allegiance to. Their whole life. They have no life outside of the football club and their performance and what happens. Those are fanatics. And so when they lose, their life is gone. They treat that psychologically as a devastating personal affront, even though they have no individual mind and reason and objectivity, because they've given it away. So they see a loss as cutting into their own existence. And what do they do? They become angry and attack. And because of the ethos of altruism and collectivism embedded in that fanaticism, become tribalistic and racist, and that's how Axel and Anthony get attacked on social media. But they are fanatics. They are a minority, luckily. You have fans who, they buy the jerseys, they buy the merchandise, they buy the tickets, they get the subscriptions to the TV channels, they go on, they follow fan channels and so forth, and when the team loses, yeah, they're disappointed. They might get a little angry, they may get a little upset, but their entire life doesn't completely involve around Manchester United, and they move on. They're disappointed. Yes, definitely disappointed. No doubt disappointed and upset and angry maybe. Sad if they lose. Feel great if they win. Feel happy if they win. But their whole life doesn't evolve around because they got individual minds still left. They got individual judgments still left. They got some objectivity left. You have supporters who are a lower grade level of fan. They want to see the club win. They want to see the club do well. They don't necessarily follow it. They don't necessarily buy the merchandise, but they follow along. And they hope they do well, and it's okay. They win, cool. They lose, cool. But they support the club. They hope they do well. They support the players. And I'm glad to see that Axel and Anthony get the support from their teammates, get support from other fans, not fanatics, fans and supporters. Because they need that because the abuse is psychologically crippling or can be. So I hope that they see the light from the fans and the supporters of United rather than the fanatics and the parasites and the collectivists and the racists out there because those cut and heart deep. I don't know myself, but I cannot. That's what I imagine. But in reality, I'm sure it's a hundred times worse. The light is out there and the light is reason, rationality, objectivity, independent thought, independent mind, independent body and spirit, and the respect of individual rights. The darkness, racism, collectivism, altruism, parasites, radical altruism, radical collectivism, tribalism, racism, totalitarianism authoritarianism. That's the darkness out there. Not the only darkness, but don't let it hug you. But if it does, reach out, get support, take care of yourself, take care of each other. Manchester's Burning is out for today.